0: Good morning. morning. Welcome to worship at Flat Springs Baptist Church. It's so good to see everyone here this morning. If you're visiting with us for the first time, we want to say a special welcome to you. We're glad that you're here. Uh, We do have visitors cards in the pew. If you'll just take one and fill it out, you'll drop it in the offering plate as that comes by. Uh, uh, Several announcements to share with you this morning. Um, First, I got a new cell phone. So I have a new cell phone number. If you need to contact me, please contact Gary. I'm just kidding. The number number is in the bulletin. So if you need it, just please be aware of that. um, Because if you do use my old number, you won't get me. (laughs) Um, So just take note of that. Also, um, our Experiencing God study will begin Sunday, February 9th. Uh, This is a 12-week study. And we would love for the whole church to take part in this. We have the sign-up sheet out in the atrium if you would like to to go ahead and sign up. Books are $15, um, and the money for those books are due uh, by January the 26th. So please go ahead and and get your name on that sheet and then get your money turned in for a book. Uh, We will have a family skate night at Jelly Beans on Saturday, February 1st from 515 to 7. Everyone is welcome to attend, you do not have to be a kid to come, so if you would like to come and skate with us, you are more than welcome to do that. Um, We just ask that any children or youth that are coming uh, are accompanied by an adult, because this is a family event, Um, so we would like for you to all participate. Uh, After skating is over, there is a group that is wanting to go to Crazy Fire Mongolian Grill to eat dinner. Um, so if that's something that interests you, uh, there's a sign-up sheet in the atrium. If you will indicate that you're going skating, and then there's a space for you to check off if you would like to eat with us, and then also there's a space if you would like to ride the bus. So if that's something you would like to do, please let me know um, and sign up on the sign-up sheet so I know who's going, who's eating, and who needs to ride the bus, okay? Okay. Uh, Flat Springs' third annual women's retreat is coming up very shortly. This is a wonderful event that our ladies put together, and it is open to youth and above. Their goal this year is to have 85 girls and ladies. It will take place here at church on Friday, February the 7th, and Saturday, February the 8th, and will feature guest speaker and musician Beth Greer. Cost is $20. This includes uh, your materials, a t shirt, your meals, and paying Beth. Um, deadline to register for this fe- event is February the 2nd. Um, please sign up in the atrium and give your money either to Stephanie Bridges or Kathy Seal in the office. Mark your calendars for Baptist Men's Sunday, January the 19th. Our men will be leading us in worship that morning, and we're so excited. Um, for them to do so, but just make sure that is on your calendar. Also, the Building and Grounds Committee will meet this Tuesday at 6.30, so if you were on that committee, please take note of that meeting coming up. And then also tonight in the youth room, we will have a parent youth meeting at 5 o'clock. Uh, this is a time where we just go over uh, the schedule coming up for this year. We're going to be talking about camp, where we're going, what you need to know, when sign-ups for that, when... Um, Money is due for that because registration is gonna be due pretty soon here. Um, And then we also have some forms that you need to fill out. So if you are coming and you are a parent, um, please bring with you your child's um, insurance card so that we can make a copy of that because we use that um, for our permission forms and when we go off on trips, that sort of thing. So tonight at five o'clock in the youth room, youth parent meeting, also, um, if you are participating in our TVR ski retreat coming up in just a few short weeks, um, please just be ready to hang back for about ten, minute, 10 minutes after the meeting is over so we can talk about that trip a little bit. Prayer request: um, We want to be praying for the Tom Conley family. Mike Conley's dad, Tom, passed away this past week, and we want to remember his family in prayer. And then also the Tina Smith family. Um, Tina's mom is Fleeta Smith, and that is Randy Keck's fiancée, um, and she passed away, uh, Fl- uh, Tina did, this past week, and so we just want to be keeping that family in our prayers as well. Would you go to God in prayer with me now? Gracious God, we thank you for allowing us to gather in your house this morning to worship. We want to lift up the families that we mentioned just now, the The Conley family and the Smith family, Lord, I pray that you would just bring them comfort at this time as only you can. Help us to be an encouraging church family to them with our spoken words and our prayers. God, help us as we worship you today to focus only on you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
1: Let's continue worshiping by turning to 361. We have come into his house. Let's stand as we sing, please.
2: us pray Lord. we thank you for bringing us here as we start this new year as we have communion today let us never forget the grace that you have given us the blessings you have given us and we thank you lord for the blood of your son jesus christ to cover our sins bless this offering use it for your glory in christ's name we pray amen
1: continue as we prepare ourselves for communion by singing number 373 we worship around this table
0: Well, good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? Good. Good, good. All right, so first thing, I need some help. Delia, can you help me with something? Is that okay? Are you sure? Do you trust me? You sure you trust me? Okay. You said you were sure. All right, I'm going to blindfold you, okay? in this sorry okay can you see no. you sure yes. okay you can't lie you're in church okay I'm just kidding all right how many fingers am I holding up uh, I don't know. if you had to guess just guess four. four okay she really can't see how about this how many fingers am I holding up two, two? no okay All right, thank you. That was painless, right? Not hard to do. Okay, why couldn't you see my fingers? Because I was blindfolded. Because you were blindfolded, right? Okay, how about this? How many of you know your ABCs? You all know your ABCs? Okay, so you could sing them for me, right? Like if you needed to, yeah. What about this? How many of you can write your ABCs? Okay, how about this? Can somebody write for me on this piece of paper right here a Z? You want to write a Z? Write a Z for me. All right. That is a Z. See? That's a Z. All right. What about this? Can you write an S for me? Okay. And one more. Let's see. Can you write an E? Yeah, I think Easton can write an E. All right. Thank you. That is an E. All right, so how did you guys know how to do that? You know how to say your ABCs, but how do you know how to write them? How do you know how to do that? Your teacher taught you. But before you could write them, you had to see them, right? You had to see what they look like before you could know how to write them, right? That makes sense? Well, today, Pastor Gary is going to be talking about 2020 vision. Now, that's a little bit of a play on words because we're in the year now, 2020. But also, when you have perfect vision, when you can see without glasses... You have 20-20 vision. It means you can see perfectly. You can see everything. Far away, up close, all that good stuff, right? So what in the world does that have to do with your ABCs in a blindfold, right? Are you wondering that right now? Maybe a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So this is what I have to tell you this morning. So Pastor Gary's talking about 20-20 vision and what that means for us as a church. How do we have perfect vision as a church? Well, Why do you think... Why do we come to church? What's the point of coming here? I know. Well, why do we come? So we can know more about God. Yeah, so we can know more about God. So when you guys come here every Sunday, you have teachers in Sunday school that teach you about God. They teach you all the things that you can know so that you can learn about God and so that you can love God, so that you can have that love for God in your heart. But then... What are you supposed to do with that love that you have in your heart? What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to spread it. That's right. So when you come here to church, we teach you about God so that you can have that love for God in your heart, but then so that you can go out in the world and you can spread that love and you can show people God's love. So that means that we as a church, first we have to we have to see, we have to understand what it is, and why we love God. We have to learn about God, right? So that we can go out and do it. Just like your ABCs, you have to see these letters first before you can write them, okay? So each week when you come here, you're going to learn something new about God, and it's going to teach you, and it's going to help you to love him more so that you can go out and love others, okay? Can we do that this week? Can we share God's love with others when we go out? That would be a great thing for us to do, okay? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for these children that are here this morning. God, I thank you that you entrust them to us, God, to teach them, to help them to learn to love you so that they can spread that love to everyone that they meet. Help us to do that this week. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. chapter 15 verses 11 through 16 isn't God's comfort enough for you even when gently spoken to you why have your emotions carried you away why do your eyes flash when you turn against God and spit these words out of your mouth why should a mortal be considered faultless or someone born of a woman be considered righteous If God doesn't trust his holy ones and the heavens are not pure in his sight, how much less will he trust the one who is disgusting and corrupt, the one who drinks wickedness like water?
1: Happy New Year. Brent Smith's in the hospital, but you didn't hear it from me, Gene. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's uh, getting some antibiotics, we hope, tomorrow, maybe, coming home. Just keep Brent in your prayers. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, it's a new year. And our culture puts all kind of Opportunities for us around this new year, a new start, resolutions, opportunities. And so, Lord, as we live in this culture, we come to this moment, and this table is before us, this holy table, this table that changed the world, this table that Brings to completion what we just celebrated at Christmas. And our prayer is today that this would be a new table for us today. A time to look with eyes that see as you see, a heart that feels as you feel, a desire that would imitate your desire that you love so much you sent your son and so Lord in the midst of a new year we come to the table anew guide us that we might see that we might have a vision in Christ's name we pray amen
3: Looking in This is where grace begins We were hungry We were thirsty With nothing left to give Oh the shape we were in And just when all hope seemed lost Love opened the door for us Come to the table Come join the sinners who have been redeemed Take your place beside the Savior Sit down and be set free Come to the table crew of misfits, these liars and these thieves. There's no one unwelcome here. That sin and shame that you brought with you, you can leave it at the door and let mercy draw you near. to the hero and the coward, to the prisoner and the soldier, to the young and to the older, all who hunger, all who thirst, all the last and all the first, all the paupers and the princes, all who fail and are forgiven all who dream and all who suffer all who've loved and lost another all the chained and all the free all who follow all who lead anyone who's been let down all the lost you have been found all who labeled right or wrong to everyone who hears this song Table, sit down and be set free. Come to the table.
1: Thank you, Lunette. What a tremendous invitation to come to the table. I'm not going to invite you to stand because we have but one verse, but I promise you, you might want to have a pen and jot down a lot of scriptures we're going to talk about today. But the verse is found in Proverbs 29. It is verse 18. It's not verse 11. Verse 11 says, a fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. Now, that'd be a great sermon. Just not what I meant to do today. So, But if you will drop down to verse 18, you'll see this verse. Where there is no prophetic, prophetic vision, the people cast off restraints, but blessed is he who keeps the law. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, I believe with all my heart that you're up to something. I believe it sometimes for weird reasons because of all the strangeness that's going on in the world. Heavenly Father, I want to pray for a sister church in Texas that's gathering the first Sunday after a horrific event In that church last Sunday. Lord we stand on the very. Slippery slope of international troubles all around us. It seems like every time the news story comes on. We seem to be moving. Closer. To even more. Bloodshed people cannot get along with people and you told us Lord in the last days you told us it would be a great falling away you told us people would go everyone their own way and there would be a way that seemeth right unto men but you told us those ways would lead to destruction You told us in the last days you would rise up your church. And so, Lord, I believe you're up to something. Lord, could I be a part of what you're up to? Could I go with you? Could we go with you, Lord? Could Flat Springs Baptist Church, could we go with you? Could the Sandy Creek Baptist Association, all of our sister churches, could we go with you? Could all the North Carolina Baptists, all the United States Baptists, all the worldwide Baptists, all the worldwide believers, Lord, could, could we go with you and be involved? Help us to see. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as Taylor has already mentioned, several months ago I I was sitting and thinking and we were talking about 2020 and the idea of 2020 coming and then 2020 vision. Well, I put it together. Without my glasses... I don't have 20 20 vision. I don't have 20 30 vision. I don't have 20 40 vision. I don't have 20 50 vision. I think it's probably, I think 2200 is legally blind. I think I'm about 2140, okay? Now, 20 is what you should be able to see at 20 feet. In other areas where they use meters, It'd be 6'6. That's what they talk about. But I thought that's way too close to 6'6'6, and we don't want to go there. So we're going to stay with 2020. And besides, we're not going to live in the year 66, so it wouldn't work anyway, right? We're in the year 2020. What does it mean to see as God sees in 2020? That would mean if you have 20-20 vision, when you look at that chart, you're looking at a letter that is 9 millimeters high and it's 43 font. That's what you see. So I want to ask us, how's our vision? I could ask it this way. Do we have a vision? Someone said, and rightfully so, if you shoot and aim at nothing, you can hit it every time. And some of us, if we were to really be honest spiritually, we don't have much aim. We don't have a real intent. What would you like to make sure that by the end of this year, you could say, Lord, this is the gift that I want to give to you. This is where I want to be in my scripture understanding. This is where I want to be in my prayer life. This is where I want to be in my family life. This is where I want to be personally in my relationship with you. I want to suggest that there are three categories that will impact our 2020 vision. There are three categories that will Make a difference in what we do and what we don't do. The first category is if we have no vision. And that's what our text was about today. If people can't see what God is doing, they'll stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. That's how the message interprets Proverbs 29.18. The English Standard I read a moment ago, it says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraints, but blessed is he who keeps the law. And Proverbs 29.18 in the King James Version says it this way, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law happy is he I wonder today do we have a vision do you personally have a vision we're going to start in just a little over a month from now and we are going to be looking at the will of God study and we're going to spend 12 weeks together And we're going to discern the will of God. We're not going to do a study. I don't give a hill of beans about a study. I don't care that Lifeway wrote it. I've never met Henry Blackaby or Claude King. But here's what I know. Here's what I understand. If we know the will of God. You and I. And if we would pray that prayer that Jesus prayed when He gave us that example, not my will, your will be done. It will make a difference in our home. Does your home need a difference? It'll make a difference in our community. Does our community need a difference? And it'll make a difference in our personal lives. Do we need that? Maybe I could ask the question about no vision this way. Do we need to recover our sight? As he drew near to Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. And hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what this meant. They told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. Jesus is passing by and he cried out Jesus son of David have mercy on me and those who were in front of him rebuked him telling him to be silent but he cried out the more son of David have mercy on me and Jesus stopped and he commanded him to be brought to him and when he came near he asked him what do you want me to do for you and he said Lord let me Recover my sight. Let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, recover your sight. I want you to hear what he said next. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, they gave praise to God. ask us, somebody here, maybe all of us, somebody here today needs to say, Lord, let me recover my sight. Let me see through the eyes of faith what I haven't been seeing in a while. I think Jesus is still saying your faith will make you whole. Secondly, I wonder if if maybe we don't have, if we don't have a no vision, do we have blurred vision? It happened to me just this week on the golf course. I suffer from what they call ophthalmolic migraines. You may remember I had some adventures with that for a while. Because the first time I had one, they told me I was having TIAs or mini strokes. But it's an interesting thing. I remember when I went to the ophthalmologist and he told me all that was going on and what I needed to do. And he said this. He said, so the next time one happens and you're seeing all those strange lights and things are blacking in and out and blurring in and out and going. He said, just relax and enjoy it. (laughs) well that's not so easy to do I'm just telling you or at least I haven't gotten there yet but what it reminds me of is suddenly you can be seen clearly and something very small can occur I don't know where all these things go on in your body but suddenly You don't see things. There are things you should see you don't see. You know they're there. It it happened to me this week when I was on the golf course, and I literally lined up to putt my ball, and I knew that the putter had a head on it because I had just put it down. But when I put it in that spot, I looked, and I couldn't see the head of the putter. (laughs) I knew it was there, but I couldn't see it. We know there's some things that need to take place in our homes. We know it. But until we have spiritual eyes, we won't see them. (laughs) We've got blind spots. There's blurred areas. Jesus said this. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it in the cellar or under a basket. But he puts it on a stand that it May give off light. And then he says this of your eye. And I can't help but think with ophthalmolic migraines. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy. Your whole body is full of light. But when it's bad. Your body is full of darkness. Therefore be careful. Lest the light in you. Be darkness. If then your whole body is full of light. Having no part dark. It will be wholly bright. That's when a lamp with its rays gives you light. What's blurred our eyes? What's causing us to have those blinding migraines? Is it disobedience? Is it decisions that we've made or haven't made? For many of us. I would say for most of us. You know what I think it is? You know what I think triggers more blinding spots. In our Christian life than anything else. Undisciplined lives. Undisciplined lives. Maybe you have said. Oh I ought to read my Bible but. I ought to pray more, but I ought to, you know, you fill in those blanks. What keeps us from doing? It It sound like, oh, I ought to lose some weight or I ought to exercise or I ought to work harder on learning this skill or that skill. Just like in that kind of life. If we're not disciplined to do it, we won't do it. Even so, if we're undisciplined, it can cause us blind spots. I love what Jesus said. They came to Bethsaida, I'm in Mark chapter 8, and some people brought to him another blind man, not the one we just talked about, but another one, and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand. By the way, this is the only story that is a two-part healing in Jesus, in the whole gospel. And I want to tell you why I think it's, it's like this. I think it's a word for you and me. I know it's a word for me. Maybe it's a word for you. He took the blind man by the hand, and he led him out of the village. And when he had spit in his eyes, I know that's terrible, he laid his hands on him, and he asked him, do you see anything? And you know, you know what he said, right? You know the answer the guy gave? And he looked up and he said, I see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again. And he opened his eyes. His sight was restored. And he saw everything. Would you describe your vision for God? Is it 2020, or do you see God like trees walking, kind of blurred? Maybe today we need a second touch. <laughs> Maybe today we need to revisit. And again, when Jesus asks us that question, we need to say, "Lord, I, I understand how I'm supposed to be in my family, but there's some there's some blurred there." I'm not seeing quite clearly. I bet some of us today need a second touch. Finally, have we lost our vision? I love the story that I read so long ago, but it's still apropos. Let me adapt it. A group is cutting through a a dense forest in the tall trees of the Amazon Basin. They've developed a system for dealing and battling this dense underbrush of the forest. Some have become proficient at sharpening the hand tools required to cut the vegetation. Others have become efficient at keeping the team fed and watered in the heat of the jungle. Others have figured out how to keep the tents dry and the clothes functioning in a rainforest. Others have learned how to swing the axe and the machetes, and to fall the trees in the right direction and the underbrush as it needs to go. The operation is running flawlessly. One day a man climbs up a great tree and sees miles and miles behind and before them. He sees the road and their direction then he sees the city to which they're trying to build the road to cut the road through the through the underbrush. And he goes back down and he says, "Stop. Stop. We're going the wrong way." And the people say, "Shut up. We're making great progress." <laughs> Shut up. We're making we're doing well. We're doing well it's working well don't don't tell us we're going the wrong way look how well we're doing what we're doing church why are we doing what we do are we going the wrong way has our emphasis become the wrong emphasis have our has our focus become the wrong focus have we made some little changes in our in our path that we really didn't think were big changes? But no longer are we headed toward that holy city that is our end goal, all of us. It can happen. You can lose your vision. It happened to Thomas in John chapter 14 when Jesus is literally up instituting this very meal that we're about to partake of. It happens. Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. And he says, I go and prepare a place for you, and I'll come again, and I'll receive you unto, yourself, unto myself. And I want you to hear what Thomas says. And Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How do we know the way? he had been walking and talking with Jesus for three years. He's seen Jesus heal these blind men that we just read about. He's seen Jesus raise the dead. He's seen Jesus feed 5,000. He's seen Jesus calm the storm of a sea with his word. What have you and I seen? But would we honestly right now say, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to go. I don't know what we need to be doing. In conclusion this morning, Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 2. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. I'm going to just stop right there. Uzziah was a good king. His son would follow for 14 years, and then Ahaz would come, and Ahaz was a terrible king. In chapter 7 of Isaiah, this is in Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah chapter 7 begins with Ahaz. So it's in the very midst of the losing of a good king and the, the, the struggling that all of a sudden Assyria is fixing to raise its head up and Israel is going to find itself heading away from its homeland into chaos and into exile. And Isaiah says, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. While everyone else saw the Lord low and laying down. (laughs) He saw the Lord high and lifted up. And everyone else saw him low and laying down. So I ask us again in 2020, how do we see that? Is he high and lifted up in our lives? Is he high and lifted up? Is he first and foremost? Do we rise up each day and call his name blessed and dedicate the day to live for him? Or do we rise up each day and call ourselves blessed and say, I will live my life my way. I'll build my barns. I'll do what I do. And by the way, if I get in any trouble, Lord, I hope you're just a prayer away. There's a difference in those two, amen? There's a difference in those two. I wonder today, what's our vision? I see the Lord in 2020 high and lifted up. Uh I, I think in their church, if we change how we see our community and we see the community through the eyes of Christ, it will change the way our community sees us. I think that's important. Let me say that again, okay? I think that if we would see our community through the eyes of Christ, it will change the way our community sees us. I think people still want to know that Jesus Christ can change their life. They just have become disillusioned with the church because the church hasn't, we haven't put ourselves where we need to be. I think in 2020 we're going to do that. And I think we're going to see people in Deep River come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Some of them who may have never thought they'd ever darken the door of a church, they're going to come. When we see the Lord high and lift it up. Secondly, it'll change our personal lives. When we see, as God sees with 2020 vision, that will change how the world sees us as well when you go to work, when you go to school. Wouldn't it be interesting if folks said, there's something different about you? (laughs) There's something different about you. And you know, we have put an emphasis for the last seven or eight years on our families. When you see your role in your family as God sees it, it will change your role. You didn't hear that. Let me say that again. When you see your role in your family, moms and dads, husbands and wives, grandparents, when you see your role in your family as God sees it, you'll see your role differently. You'll see your role differently you'll see your role differently. In Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 17, when Nehemiah became burdened for the brokenness of his community back in Jerusalem, even though he was living the good life in Babylon, and he began to weep, and he came back. I want you to hear what he said in 2:17. I'm going to paraphrase it. Nehemiah said, to them, you see broken down walls and charred gates, but I see new ones surrounding a sparkling city filled with happy people. How did he see that? With spiritual 2020 vision. He saw it differently. He saw through the eyes of God. And he went and did what nobody thought he could do. He went with the blessing of the very king he'd been serving in exile and the resources from that king. As we move to the Lord's table, a simple but profound question. What do you see? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, In this moment, would you prepare us to come to your table, for never will we be able to see more clearly than when we hold in our hands a piece of bread, and we say, it is your body broken for us, and we hold in our hands a little cup, and we say, this is my blood which is shed for you. Oh God, would you guide us and direct us? In Christ's name we pray. We're now going to come to our Lord's table. We invite all baptized believers, whether you're a member of our congregation or not, to join us at the Lord's table. We now come to observe the ordinance of the Lord's Supper, given to us to celebrate in memory of his broken body and his shed blood. It said that on the night before he was betrayed at the conclusion of the feast of the Passover, which he and his disciples were celebrating, he took bread, and having blessed it, he broke it, and he gave to his disciples, and he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, give us eyes to see as we hold in our hands your broken body. In Christ's name we pray. This is a bread which came down out of heaven. Not as the fathers ate and died. He that eateth this bread. Shall live forever. Isn't that a powerful promise? He that eateth this bread shall live forever on that same night our Lord took the cup most likely the cup they set for Passover meal for Elijah and he took that cup and he gave it to his disciples and he said this is my blood just a moment we'll hold a cup hear Jesus say This is my blood. I pour it out. I spill it out. I shed it for you. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, what a horrid thing to watch a human being die. Let alone to watch one die. Because of how I live my life. And my decisions. And my sin. And let me hear Jesus' words that says, Greater love hath no one than this, Then he lay down his life for his friend. Thank you for calling us friend. In Jesus' name. And according to the law, I may almost say that all things are cleansed with blood, and apart from the shedding of blood, there is no remission. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus cleanseth us from all our sin. you stand with me after our Lord instituted the first Lord's Supper they sang a hymn in a moment we'll sing blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love they left the upper room went to a garden called Gethsemane where there Jesus would pray three times for the cup to pass from him but not his will His father's will be accomplished. He would there be betrayed by Judas, arrested, carried before the Sanhedrin, before Pontius Pilate, before King Herod, back to Pontius Pilate. He would there at the demands of the crowd be sentenced to death for high treason. He'd be led outside the city walls to a hill called the Place of Skulls, Golgotha calvary there he'd be nailed to a cross and there he would hang until he died they'd remove his body (coughs) and take it to a borrowed tomb the tomb of joseph of arimathea that would be that friday that first day and then that sabbath would come that first saturday And no one could go to the tomb on that high day. And then the first day of the week, the third day, the women made their way to the tomb to anoint the body of Christ because there was no time after his crucifixion. And when they got to the tomb, oh, when they got to the tomb, they found the stone had been rolled away. The guards lay as dead men And an angel said, why seek the living among the dead? Come, see the place where the Lord lay and go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead. Let that be the eyes through which we see 2020 through the resurrection. Our crucified and resurrected Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I will give this predication, if you don't have a cold or flu, take the hand of the person next to you. I'd invite the deacons to come join me and face the congregation. Would you join hands with the person next to you? And we'll dismiss our service by singing, blessed be the tithe that binds. God bless you.